0: everyone and welcome to the go tech please don't die podcast a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying i'm nathan i'm evan i'm matt and this week is the week i think we finally gave up on this season <laughs> is this I don't know what, is this really I don't know. the week you gave up yeah i know i thought we were going bowling until this week this is the very week i thought you know what oh, we probably aren't <clears throat> i don't think our apr is high enough to get in as a five and seven team no definitely well, not yeah, said. yeah. We'll talk. We'll talk a lot about
1: this football game, uh, but I think there's some other stuff, some happier stuff to to talk about first, right?
0: Uh, happier. I mean, we'll see about that. I'm pretty happy about this first thing, even though I don't think that y'all two are. Conference USA has announced a new media deal moving forward, starting next oh, no. year.
2: Oh no, I'm all on board with this, Nathan. I'm okay. in your camp firmly. Okay. I am prepared yeah, the to fight people tooth who and nail. live
0: far away are okay with it. Yeah, that. I'm loving this. Bro, anyway. you
2: live 4 hours away. Stop guzzling gas and destroying the environment you claim to love. <laughs>
1: Uh, I, I guess I guess you got me uh,
0: that's that's the truth <laughs> don't worry I'll add an air horn sound effect in post to make it really sting
1: <laughs> that's the true no, that benefactor worked. of this media <laughs> deal is the environment because I won't drive four hours twice a year <laughs>
2: yeah if you thought more about your fellow American you greenhouse gas emitting piece of shit <laughs> Well, a lot of people think that this
0: multimedia rights deal is also a piece of shit because what it does is it forces teams in October to play Tuesday and Wednesday night games rather than on Saturday in conference for football. Uh, by doing so, I believe the payout per school is what tripled the amount of money that they were receiving before. Uh, yeah, but, but the it, downside is that you won't have October Saturday night footballs at the Joe, or I guess you could have football well, there, but not football games.
2: Okay, well, I'm just going to jump right into this money, first and foremost. Second, no one gives a shit about La Tech football, as evidenced by the crowds or lack thereof. The end. Yeah, I
0: mean, that was really my point, is I was just at the Rice game. Like, I've seen this in person. I've seen it on TV, too. Right. It's not that there's only literally 12 people in the stands, but it's not more than 13 or 14. It's <laughs> These games are not being well attended, which is no. what it is. It's kind of happening all over college football, because it's much easier to watch the game on TV. It's... A better experience usually, especially on that student side of the Joe, the sun's in your face the entire game. I'd much like I enjoy going to a game or two when I can, but it I definitely understand people who want to stay home and watch the game. If you're going to stay home and watch the game, it might as well be a Tuesday night.
2: Which that was unheard of. Like I wasn't in BOP, so you got. I mean, you guys had to be there, but even if you weren't in, you were going to go anyway. But speaking to someone who just went because he wanted to, it's insane to me that students don't go to athletic events. Like, what the fuck? I mean, I was always on top of, well, I wasn't always on top of my homework or studying, but I was enough to where I could go to all these athletic events without risking my grades or anything. I would, I I loved to go into all the sporting events. I don't know why we don't have kids going, but that's a whole other story the point of this deal or the point that i'm making that may, why it is such a good deal is money that that that's the the real beacon of hope here
1: yeah i mean I, okay so i think there are some very good things about this deal um the doubling or tripling or whatever the number is i don't i don't know or care mm-hmm. really but it's more money which is good putting games on you know stations that people know how to find i guess is good but i uh, i'll so here's how I'll do this. I'll, I'll do the good stuff and then I'll go into what I think is bad. Um, I think it's good that we will no longer have to deal with USA TV. We can watch like conference soccer games and conference baseball games Hell on ESPN yeah. plus um, or or CBS Sports Network if they want to pick anything up. They they have first dibs, I think, on any of the sports. So I, I think those are good things. And I have seen arguments that I could buy that – potentially with Tech's student body and Tech's um, sort of people go home on the weekends type of thing. Like it might actually improve the student engagement to play on like Wednesday night.
2: The Joe uh, sells out first Wednesday game.
1: Yeah, that, that I'll believe when I see, I mean, I just don't, I think, first of all, I think you have to put a winning product on the field for the students to care at tech. Um, you know, they're just not going to show up for this UAB game next week, right? Like that's going to probably be the worst attended game in in a very long time. But but that's a potential positive is that students may find ways to be more engaged on a Wednesday night, um, especially if the university and, and the athletic department like finds ways to get them involved, like, you know, tailgating stuff. and But all that stuff I'll believe when I see, right? Like it's there's potential there, but I'm not going to write it off as a win or a loss. Um, the reason why I'm personally upset about it is because of, you know, my personal situation of living far away like you guys did, uh, for four or five years and then finally move in close enough to be like, I'm going to be a season fucking ticket holder for football and go to all the games I can. And you know, now they're saying every conference game in October will be on a weeknight. Right. Every that's, is that right? yes every game in october that's like pretty much guaranteed to be two home games uh first of all october is the best weather month in louisiana probably of all the little
2: louisiana
1: it'd probably be march and uh and october are the best ones uh so football weather you know like right now it's fucking cold right if you're going to the game next weekend you're gonna be cold and it's probably raining and cold um, October is the only time it's when we do homecoming because it's nice weather. So like now homecoming is going to have to be in late September or early November, I guess, if you want it to be a Saturday anyway, um, like just straight up, like being a season ticket holder is probably the easiest way to support the university and the football program and all that. Like, I'm not going to do it if I can only go to four games, just straight up. Like I can't afford to, to waste money on two tickets that I'm not going to use. So like, and you're talking to me a fucking person who's hosting a Louisiana tech podcast right now and lives within driving distance of the stadium. You know what I mean? So like, I wonder what that does to the Shreveport crowd, right? Like if you have kids, if you have kids, how are you going to a seven 30 kickoff on, you know, Wednesday night, if you live in Shreveport an hour and a half away, I don't know. So I think it's bad for fans who like want to go and support the team in person. Now I hear what y'all are saying. Nobody's doing that anyway. So like, who cares? But I, I was literally doing that. nobody. Yeah, yeah. But I, that... I was doing that. And, you know, if the team is like, you know, let's say the team's like four and one in a couple years and people want to go, you know, people want to go to the to the first game in October against Liberty or whatever. And it's a huge matchup. Oh, but it's on Tuesday night. OK, like <laughs> who's going to that? Right. Unless you live in Ruston or you know, within a 30 mile radius, like you're, you're just not going. So I don't know. I just think it's a bummer for my own personal situation. And, um, I know there are other people like in the same situation who live in like little rock or again, Shreveport, even it's like, you're kind of asking, I would go if I lived in Shreveport probably, but like there would be situations where it's like, man, I have a meeting at 8am tomorrow morning at work. So I better not go to this game, you know? Yeah. So, well, know.
2: Elvis, uh, Evan's selfish bullshit aside, uh, this is a great deal. Yeah, I mean, you're right.
0: Matt and I talking about this as two people who don't don't go to very many games because of the distance involved in (laughs) in heading there. Also, by the way, if you are planning on going to the UAB game in a couple weeks and will be cold, just go ahead and order one of our sweaters right now because it will keep you warm. Nice. Um, Yeah, a little interlaced commercial in the middle. But yeah, the, the the money is the biggest thing, I think, for a school like Tech, Period. a school operating with a shoestring budget to have slightly longer shoelaces so you can actually tie a
2: proper double knot is a good thing Do the to loop, have. to loop and pull, <laughs> and shoes are looking cool.
0: The, the money from the previous me- media deal is $425,000 per year per school. The can current, I have that deal? Yes. Yeah, um, we'll put the, you on stadium. <laughs> as long as you're okay with dropping back in a football game by yourself against a team of 11 players on the field at a time.
2: Sure. I'll just
0: take a knee. <laughs> well, actually, I think you have to snap the ball to nobody. So it would probably just be uh, an endless I'll series of fumbles.
2: I'll take $425,000 a year to be on stadium. Fuck <laughs> okay.
0: it. The ESPN bottom 10 every week will just be you. Um
2: Actually just uh, give GTPDD the deal and put us on stadium for a live podcast show yeah
0: that's that's here's what a we'll do. one of us just
1: has to go to every sporting event and just live stream it to our website somehow and they give sure. us the eight hundred
0: thousand dollars
2: yeah i will say <laughs> i will gladly split eight hundred thousand dollars with you guys like 75 25
0: no i want it all the money's already changing me and i'm not sharing any <laughs> of it with you it's already changing you <laughs> Yeah, so it went from 425000 wow. that was the old deal. The current New Deal is $800,000 a year per school. Actually,
2: the New Deal was a very multifaceted document that helped open up the floodgates for many poor and middle-class Americans yeah, in the it 1930s and 40s. The,
0: the Middle Tennessee Valley Authority? But, <laughs> that
2: was very good. <laughs> That's a upper echelon.
0: Speaking of very Ooh. good... Uh... <laughs> Is there anything else you want to say about this media deal or have we kind of talk circles around it?
2: I mean, well, just in case some people don't know, uh, a lot more tech games are going to like the big like the sexy headline is a lot more games are going to be on ESPN and on CBS Sports networks. People are familiar with a lot of people don't know what ESPN Plus is or God forbid Stadium or or Arcusa TV. So. When you see the headline, Louisiana Tech games are going to be on uh, ESPN or CBS Sports. That does look good. Yeah, I'm especially
0: and excited I, about baseball and softball and those kinds of sports being on ESPN Plus rather than two, TV. Soccer yeah. two,
2: and I'm I'm super so, stoked about that. I, I guess my
1: my question for you guys is like, so you know, yeah, we won't have to tweet out like, here's how you find the game this week. But like,
2: <laughs> looks like the. But Mr. Krabs took Spongebob and Patrick on to the treasure.
1: Yeah. Do y'all think that this actually makes a difference? Like in terms of like, we were going to watch the games no matter what they were on. Right. Like this group here. So we're talking about people not caring and yada yada. Like, are people going to care more that it's on ESPN plus than it was on like stadium where you can literally watch it for free on their website. You know what I mean? Or like I
0: think it matters is not for the, the tech fan that's invested But for a random person to watch parts of a tech game, I think because there are times where I'm the tech game is over. It's a bye week or whatever. I'm watching games on the ESPN app and oh, look, this other game is close. Let me go watch part of it. If it's not on an ESPN network, that's too much hassle for me to go find the app. It's on download it, possibly log in using my cable provider or whatever. That's several steps. Um, and granted, I don't think that's what we're chasing here, of chasing the people that want to watch a snippet of our game. But that makes it infinitely easier for people to put it on. Um, you mark tech as your favorite school when you sign up with your ESPN account or whatever. The first thing you see at the top of the screen is that the tech game is on when you go to the ESPN app. Um, I mean, tech monopolies are bad for a bunch of reasons, but this is one of the reasons why they're good, is that they it's a one-stop shop for finding the tech game you don't have to worry about looking for it anywhere
2: right yeah Yeah. and more more exposure and i don't really know what that means when i say it out loud but more exposure
1: i'm
0: pretty sure that's illegal
1: i mean the fact that you why the fact that you are going to be on espn or espn2 on like a wednesday night like actual real tv channels you know every once in a while is good right because you know, right now we're only getting that when we're, when we're in a buy game. And even then, like our game against Clemson was on ACC network plus or whatever. Right. So yeah. that's pretty much just ESPN plus anyway. So, you know, I, I think, I think as far as like TV viewership and, um, people are talking about like with Maxion and stuff, right. It's like the only thing on, on Tuesday night, like right now, as we record, I could turn on a football game and, and you know it's really like the only football on a tuesday and like that's not bad if you want to watch football in the background like you're putting on tech versus fiu on a tuesday night in three years right like that and that's not bad that's not a bad thing so
0: yeah like most things in life there are pros and cons of this um for people like matt and i i think the pros outweigh the cons but i definitely understand some people's situations where the cons outweigh the pros or at least come close well, to it.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think the pros of like
0: being the able money. to
1: actually watch, you know, the the tech sports like baseball especially, like that I'm looking forward to. Um however, I will say, you know, with advanced acknowledgment that tech does a pretty good job on ESPN Plus, not all schools do. <laughs> a lot of schools ESPN Plus productions suck ass and like that's going to get worse, you know, if it's if we're not talking about football, right? Like if we're talking about, oh, I want to turn on this soccer game that's like being played at Jacksonville State. Like, okay, are they actually going to put on a good product on ESPN Plus or is it just going to be like a potato filming the
0: field that's you know, just like streamed to ESPN Plus? But it would have been the same potato on CUSA.tv and charged you more that's money. That's absolutely for true. It and had additional technical, technical problems that ESPN Plus doesn't have. That is so absolutely true. I will take the moderate win here. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So before we talk about the football game that happened this week, let's talk about the basketball game, because that was a little bit happier, even though Tech still lost this game to Texas Tech. It was a lot happier. 64 to 55. (laughs) That's a lot happier.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, the football game was, uh, yeah, I'll save my thoughts. But um, yeah, I mean, this basketball game, you know, really the first time we get to see Tech in action this year, um, I guess once we get into basketball season, we'll do like the recaps and stuff right i don't know if you had anything prepared nathan but
0: just a just a real quick not even the the normal quick game recap but the way this game started with tech turning the ball over all the time texas tech immediately jumping on to a 16 to 2 run to open the game kind of an all is lost moment pretty early on for the bulldogs uh kind of worm their way back still some cold shooting from both sides of the field and tech ends the half on a 10 to nothing run uh to pull within was it three or six at the half it was like 5 i think, I think five it was 5 at the half. There 27. We go. Second half gets underway kind of back and forth for a little bit and then right around the 13 minute mark texas tech goes on a 14 to 1 run over the la- over the next uh 5 or so minutes to really kind of put this one away at that point it's 53 to fi- 53 to 38 and then some back and forth but tech doesn't really make it a close game uh just kind of fights back into it makes it respectable yeah yeah, but-
1: they, yeah they definitely i was going to i was going to say i mean they didn't like make you get up and start pacing, right? But they made me sit up. Like literally I was kind of laid back on my couch. And then I sat up a little bit when we pulled within like seven with like a minute left. I was like, you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe there's something going on here. But um they definitely didn't give up, right? Which was yeah. good to see, especially for this kind of new team, new coach. Like I think we all said we were pleased with the outcome. You know, you want to win the game. You want to upset the the ranked opponent on the road. But, you know, all things considered pretty pretty decent showing from the Bulldogs, I think.
0: Yeah, you're playing a top 25 team with a first year head coach in a second game of the season, having just lost Junior Lofton. Uh, yeah. I'll definitely take a 64 to 55 loss here.
1: Yeah. And I mean, takeaways from this game, I think, um, you know, we got to see kind of the defensive approach that Talvin Hester has. I hope that the offense will, will come in because uh, <laughs> it was lacking at times. It, it seemed like There wasn't really much of a plan at at times offensively, but defensively, man, I think last week you said, Nathan, that like getting to watch Kobe Williams in a defensive system was going to be fun. You were absolutely right. Um, It's very fun. Kobe Williams is, uh, I mean, he just like does jumping jacks in front of guys sometimes. And it's just so fun to watch him like jumping
0: around out there. Drew some charges responsible for four turnovers, um, which leads the team. No, that's him turning the ball over. So I mean that's the downside of it, I guess, is he's responsible for four turnovers.
1: Yeah, multiple guys with two steals, uh four four guys with two steals in on the night, including Kobe Williams, Isaiah Crawford. Um, I thought Kenny Hunter in his sort of like, I guess not limited role, he played 21 minutes. So like that's that's pretty significant, but he came in and, and looked really good. Like if he can stay like developing that way, I mean he's not gonna be junior lofton, right? But he can play that that five position and like run the baseline pretty well and, and get open. Like he had a couple alley-oops that were just really nice. Uh, 10 points for Kenny Hunter and in, in his first, you know, uh, again, they played a game last week, but this is kind of the first like, quote unquote, real action of the year, I guess. Um, what'd you guys think of Jordan Crawford? Came off the bench, didn't he?
2: Yeah. Yeah. came off the bench. Uh, I mean, just looking at the stat line here, I was more impressed by a couple of others, uh, but that's not to say I wasn't impressed with Jordan Crawford, but uh, the the numbers were, aren't real jumping off the page for me. Uh, six assists led the team. That's pretty damn great. So yeah, I think uh, the love most to, important love piece to of that, that.
0: The most important piece of that stat page is the FR next to his name. The yeah. freshman Jordan Crawford doing all this Huckin right, um, and really it's it's that just going down this team. We have no From seniors, Ruskin, by the way, outside of Draven Magnum, who only played seven minutes in this game.
2: Jay Crawford's from Ruston. That's wild.
0: Yeah. I mean, a little bit of the story on
1: on him is apparently Talvin Hester was looking at one of his teammates while he was an assistant coach at Texas Tech. And uh, Jordan Crawford had no other D1 offers. Like he, Tech was his only D1 offer and he's a true freshman. So like. You have to stay
2: home too. That's really cool.
1: Yeah. Um went to Simsboro High. I think they, they went to state championship I I think a couple times in his tenure. But he wasn't even like the best player on his high school team really. But he's kind of like coming into his own now. You know, we've we've been hearing stuff about him on Blue Tech Blue and all that. But like seeing him in game action, I mean, honestly, like he's gonna force his way into this point guard role. Like not that Kobe Williams is gonna be out, but Kobe Williams is gonna move into more of a more of a shooting guard um role here because Jordan Crawford makes this offense run. Like you mentioned he had six assists in this game. He's currently number one in all of NCAA basketball in assist rate in Ken Palm. 63.2 assist rate, which is the highest in uh, in the nation for all players. So like it's I mean, that's crazy. Like this is only his first game against like a D1 opponent. So obviously, like that's a small sample size, whatever. But like. Just watching him with the basketball he's very energetic defensively but he also drives the lane you know like it's very 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 reminiscent of Speedy Smith like it's just very reminiscent of that and obviously this is like his first week on the team but at a certain point like you have to start saying like you know watch this guy next time he's on the court you know watch watch number 20 like he's very good so I'm very excited and very um,
2: (laughs) aroused
0: Yeah, the part of this game that aroused me were all the alley-oops.
2: Yeah, (laughs) Duncan Dogs. Yeah, throwback to the old days. It just
0: happens once, you know, oh, that was kind of cool. Happens twice. All right. And then the third time was like, let's just do this every play. Especially (laughs) if we weren't shooting very well. It seemed like that was the only thing that was
2: working. Let's just alley-oop it. We'll do it live. Fuck it.
0: Amen. Yeah, just instead of in football, the version of the flea flicker 26 times in a row, just alley-oop it every time. Yes, the
2: Hail Mary Statue of Liberty flea flicker.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, you know, might as well see that against UAB next week. Um, but before we actually switch back over to talk about football, let's talk about the Lady Texters basketball team, because we said last week that we're going to do a little bit more of a season preview this week. So let's go ahead and get that out of the way. Um, Evan, what can you tell me about this Lady Texters team this year?
1: Yeah, so, I mean, just to give like a like a quick overview, they've, they've already played three games, actually, won all three of them. So that's nice. Um, oh, no, but... we're going to jinx it. <laughs> the starting five uh, are going to be obviously Keona Walker and Anilor Roberson, who were your uh, two conference uh, players of or, uh first team all conference last year, first team preseason this year. So like, uh, yeah, obviously they're your starters. Then you've got Amaya Brannon, uh, Salma Bates and Gabby Green, who are going to round out that starting five. But there are several players, including Nativi, Lee and uh, Sant, who are going to play roles off the bench. So kind of looks like we're going to run about, about eight deep. I mean, maybe some of those others get in. I don't know if y'all remember last year, but there were several, several games where there was like absolutely no scoring from the bench. Um, hopefully going to be a little deeper this year um, with, with some of those players like Nativian Lee um, getting more involved. Um, the textures were picked number two in conference uh, by the media to start out this year. So Little different than we're accustomed to in the past few years, but hopefully they can live up to the hype and and you know ultimately surpass it. And then yeah, like I mentioned, they've played three games. Nathan, do you want to do you want to take us through those three games a little bit?
0: Yeah, the first was uh, right before the men play their opener at the TAC. It was against Central Baptist in Ruston, Louisiana. They won that game eighty six to thirty. They easily took care of their non division one opponent, uh, which is a good thing to see. Then on Thursday, a few days later, November 10th, 1130 a.m. tip, they had their education day game where they have some local school kids, I guess, come and watch them play as a field trip. I don't know. Like like... 3,000 attendance for that game. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, We We never did a field trip like that. Always had to be educational. I'm a little jealous of this, but yeah. And uh, all those grade schoolers got to see a pretty entertaining game as the Texters came away victorious, winning by three, 59-56 against Arkansas State. Then their first road test happened Sunday afternoon at ULM, where they took down the Warhawks, 68-53. So yeah, three wins. The only one really being close was against Arkansas State, and maybe that's just because they hadn't had their coffee yet. So things are looking pretty good so far. Granted, we're not even to conference play yet but things look to be on the up and up for the Lady Texters.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was a it was a it was a fun game to watch, too. Uh not so much the third quarter, which was a disaster, but uh uh the the other part was nice.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, Matt, you, you mentioned the third quarter. I mean, they got outscored by 6 in that quarter, let ULM kind of back into the game. Um but, yeah. you know, to start that fourth quarter out, I mean, they really just clamped yeah, down and uh, whatever the stores told them in that like huddle between quarters was like,
2: whatever Either that was worked this game or you're walking back.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's I actually mean, a decent threat. Cause that's close enough. You could walk back. <laughs> you
2: could make them walk back. Yeah, Get on I-20 and make the best of it. I think he would
0: walk along I-20. <laughs> well,
2: there's grassy areas, but anyway, the, uh, the game ended positively. I was really discouraged by the third quarter. Uh, lady texters looked real sloppy. A lot of silly turnovers, which, we could say the same for the men's game against Texas Tech, but mm. uh despite the sloppy play, they held on to win. And I thought they looked pretty damn good in the fourth quarter.
1: Yeah, I mean they scored 40, 40 points in the paint. A big part of that was Amaya Brandon going for 18. Yeah, um, awesome.
2: 18
1: and nine rebounds. Also Anilar Roberson with the double double, 13 and 10. Um so yeah, I mean this is this team is pretty good and they've shown so far that like they can you know, face some adversity, like struggle in the third quarter, but come back and and uh, really clamp down in the fourth quarter. They shot 53 percent from the field in that fourth quarter to to really, uh you know, drive the nail into the coffin, outscoring the Warhawks uh, 21 to nine in that final frame. So, you know, kind of making the game look a little bit more like a blowout. It, it wasn't really a blowout, but, you know, the Texters played well, I think
2: they did. Yeah, the fourth quarter really pulled away and looked like a far more dominant version of themselves. Uh, even though they were only outscored by six in the third, it was the thing that really just bugged me so badly was they had a 16 point lead in the third and it, it dwindled so quickly. Uh, and the way they got there was just some of the sloppiest basketball I've seen played in quite a long time. But if just keep playing like you did in the fourth and we're going to we're, we'll go all the way.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Who's
2: uh come? Who's coming up next for the uh, for the Lady Texters?
1: They play at SMU on uh, Tuesday, so a week from today as we record. Um, the Texters are currently number one twenty nine in Massey, and SMU is one nineteen. So I think SMU is projected to win that game. Um, looks like they're given uh, Massey's given Tech a thirty three percent chance to win, but you know they're pretty close in in terms of the the talent, I guess, in Massey's view. So. Uh, we will see, and then next Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. So we'll mention this next week, I'm sure. But uh, they play. Uh, something's going on out in Vegas. I guess they're playing. Yeah, yeah. The,
2: the Thanksgiving Classic against Stetson. Stetson, I know him. Yeah, he plays. He played the flute. Yeah, I like his hat. Stetson is a Stetson is a good man. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tournament at
0: UNLV, which I'm not sure how the actual tournament is set up, but we're not scheduled to play UNLV. Um, But there is a Sunday game. This may be an eight-team tournament or something like that, where depending on how you do, it determines who you play. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, then not too long after that, we have Alcorn State, Vanderbilt, South Alabama, and then into the conference slate, uh, where I believe it's like men's basketball. We play each team twice, once home and once away. Uh, A couple things I want to point out about this conference schedule are some of the theme nights they've announced on the schedule. One in particular, I guess. Thursday, February 23rd against Western Kentucky, the Lady Texters will have their country game, also known as Boots and Ballers. (laughs) It's
2: coming up with these fucking promotionals. What?
1: Boots and Ballers? (laughs) Boots
0: and Ballers.
1: I'm going to need some more information on that. I'm going to need uh, some merch. I don't even I care to about guess, the information.
0: You just wear boots.
1: Oh, okay. So <laughs> um, it says... God. Okay, yeah. So on our website, it says uh, the Saturday game of this UNLV thing will play either San Diego or Illinois State. And then Sunday is TBA.
2: The University of San Diego? That's It'd what it says. So. The Terrapins? If you say so. I think that... No, that, that's, that's Maryland. Hold My. on. I... Uh, I wore a hoodie to work today that has the University of San Diego on it. Uh Julia found it at a thrift shop and they are the they're a Catholic university and it's the Terra oh Toreros. Torero. No, terrapin's is uh, Maryland.
0: Yeah. I was about to say, we we're about to fight. I think. The, what the fuck? You don't give a fuck.
2: Torero is a bullfighter. So yeah, University of San Diego. I I have a hoodie. Well, We'll see I go how good these
0: bullfighters are at playing basketball. I guess
2: I'll go to the game and wear both hoodies and take off whichever one is doing badly.
0: Sound
1: like uncle Rolf. Um, I'm
2: fucking Rolf. <laughs> get him on yeah. the podcast. Okay.
1: So Nathan, I want to, I wanted to get into it here. Uh, we're talking about football next, right?
0: Yeah. Let's, let's play a voicemail yeah, real quick. Yeah. Let's do that. Hello, this is
2: Joe. And, uh, now that, uh, We've completely forgotten about the UTSA game. Um, I think the punting is an embarrassment to the game of football. I think the line is blocking okay, but that goes back to the punter taking way too long to kick the ball. Um, I put the game behind us. It's one of those that I probably wouldn't watch much film on. Because, simply put, they just really outplayed us.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, those are some pretty good points. Are y'all ready to uh, to dive into that?
0: Yeah, well, we've talked about the other yeah, auxiliary uh, sports. Let's forward. actually talk about tennis before we jump back to football. Oh, oh okay. Sure. Sure. Yeah, why not? Sure. Why not? Yeah. Tennis <laughs> this week wrapped up their fall play with their final fall tournament, this one in Ruston. They played Nickel State and McNeese and sweeped the weekend. So. Sweat. No, I think it's called sweeped in tennis. It's a European is, sport. It's a European sport. You say sweeped. Is that is that true? <laughs> <laughs> are, are you like, I don't know if you're
1: like, I have no Why idea did you if you're joking or being you Saying serious. sport as a European would
2: make people leave. It's not right. Listen, grammar is grammar.
1: <laughs> I don't know. British people get pretty weird with the English language, you know?
2: Well, it got pretty weird in 1783 when they sucked my dick and lost the war. So, uh... <laughs> Matt is very old. We don't talk about this a lot, but Matt is much older than <laughs> you believe.
1: <laughs> Matt is three hundred yeah, years <laughs> old. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, <laughs> but it, I, it seemed like tennis had a pretty good weekend this last week, right?
0: Yeah, uh, I'm not aware of any postseason tournaments or how that works. I know they play again starting in January for what they call the spring session. So, uh, but. I mean, it's nice to beat schools that you would hope we would beat in all sports in nickel state and Whitney state. Yeah. went 13
1: and one combined in doubles and singles, um, during the home event on Saturday up next, they'll return to action in mid January. <laughs> so I guess yeah. that's it for, for the fall. I guess the fall is kind of like maybe fall baseball and fall softball. Like it's just, you just hanging out playing scrimmages and stuff. I don't know maybe. what you call that in tennis.
0: I'm sure it's pronounced wrong. Cause it's in a different language. Uh, cause it's, it's European. European. Yeah. Yeah, another season that ended this week, but this one was more unfortunate. The women's volleyball team fell to UTSA in the season closer. Uh, and if they had won the game, they would have qualified for the Conference USA tournament. But by losing, they did not, and UTSA get, got the final spot instead. Uh, the texter volleyball team did not have the greatest of seasons. They ended up with a 4-11 and Conference USA record, 11-19 and all-time on the season. Uh, but uh, a game that... Didn't start off too hot for the texters, and then it kind of fell apart. They ended up losing three games to one, and were thus eliminated from the 2022 season.
1: Yeah, and uh, just one more, one more sport before we get to football. Here we have the bowling team finished up their uh, fall season as well with an eighth plate, f- eighth place finish in the Sam Houston hosted Track Cat Clash. Um, I was listening to the Talking Tech with Teddy episode. They had a couple or three of the bowlers on, and they were pretty disappointed in that finish. Some pretty good teams at that tournament, but obviously wanted to wanted to do a little better um there. But they did win their other two tournaments of the fall, and I think there was another one uh, canceled this past weekend.
0: So, yeah, this past weekend was supposed to be the Sonic Boom Invitational uh, Sonic. hosted by Jackson State and Jackson, Mississippi. If you pull up their website, I was trying to figure out why it was canceled. Like what happened to lead to the cancelization. They published a story. It's European. Get with it. (laughs) Uh, A week ago, last Wednesday, they uh, put something up on their, their website on their like blog section. And it's a press release. And it says like the dateline, Jackson, Mississippi, the Jackson state university, Sonic boom, classic, Sonic boom, classic bowling tournament has been canceled jsu is scheduled to return to action next weekend at alabama state nothing else is written so who knows why it was canceled Hmm. well i assume it's because they knew we were gonna win that's just my guess obviously yeah yeah so now it's time for football right
2: yeah let's just get to it
0: oh man i'm looking at the time now though Uh, we've been recording for over 40 minutes i think we have to go ahead and wrap this one up yeah
1: uh yeah wrap, wrap it up yeah i think uh i think i
0: think we're done here i
1: think we've talked yeah. about all the football we needed to talk about
0: <laughs> i think it's for the best that that about wraps it up for this episode of the Plays yeah. tech Please, podcast as always you can follow us on twitter at g-o-t-e-c-h-p-l-s-d-n-t-d-i-e or head to our blog where you can do the contest each week uh, really coming down the wire now we have two weeks left and jake stewart leads so we'll see if he's able to keep his first place finished all the way through the end of the season you can also do the fancy football challenge, which I don't believe I ended up doing last week. So this week there will be a new challenge out for you to compete against your peers. And you can go to the shop gtpdd. slash shop where you can buy the November shirt or sweatshirt of the month. It's a Tech Bulldog. You know you want it. Go get it now. The month is over, and just at, at minimum fourteen days. It could be sooner. I don't know how. I don't know when you're listening with this show. So and maybe even closer to the end of November than it is right now. Maybe it's after November ended. And you missed it. Sucks to be you. So don't be that guy. Buy it now. GTPDD.dogslash shop. And until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan.
2: I'm Matt. And go tech. Please don't die.
0: tennessee valley authority
1: but <laughs> my favorite part of Fuck the deal is, is the uh is the, <laughs> the federal writers project that's my favorite part
2: is that is that actually your favorite part
1: <laughs> it's they just created the uh the oral histories that people use a lot so yeah
2: well we know you love the tennessee oral. valley
1: authority uh, is good too and that was nice nathan it's not the middle tennessee a... valley authority but it, yeah, you try but
0: we, we play one of the schools See, I, is middle what? tennessee that was the joke Oh, was that the joke? Okay, well I
1: missed I missed that. I'm sorry.